2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
0: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire for Friday, July 15th. It has been a great week. So far of content, and we got even more phenomenal news to feed the beast on Thursday. How about it? It happened right at the end. I was doing uh, the herd with Cowherd on Thursday, and all of a sudden, Woj Bomb hit social media that the Indiana Pacers tossed out an offer sheet. Four years, $133 million to DeAndre Ayton. Listen, the Pacers have cap room. As I said earlier uh, this week, I don't know which day it was. The days are all jumbled uh, at this point. This late in the week, it's summer. We, got, you know, the kids' basketballs picked up. It's just busy. I forget which day I said it, but if you can fashion Aiton as your DeAndre Hibbert, uh, maybe Tyrese Halliburton is in the Paul George ish role. I know he's more of a point guard than like a wing, but maybe you can slowly recreate what you had. A few years ago, with a pretty good team in the East. Ultimately, though, the Phoenix Suns, the notoriously cheap Phoenix Suns, instantly matched the offer sheet. They were wisely not going to lose DeAndre Ayton, who they drafted number one overall like a few years ago. And you can't lose a guy like that for nothing. You can't take him ahead of Luka Doncic, ahead of Trey Young, and then lose him for nothing. So they matched, but you know the owner has to be absolutely livid. He doesn't like to pay the luxury tax. Uh, Many people were on record saying that they've never gone into the tax, but uh, according to Spot Track, in 2008, the Suns went into the luxury tax, or maybe it was 2009. Uh, It doesn't say how much they went in, but uh, uh, Sarver is notoriously cheap. He's embroiled in a legal case. It's ugly. He could not—there was nothing he could do except match. You just have to eat it. The Suns clearly did not think of Aiton as a max guy, but now they're backed into having to pay him max money. Aiton don't want to go there. I was told he had no communication with Phoenix since the season ended. None. And this is a guy, we know he's got the video game habit, he's playing all hours of the night, and he puts up good numbers, but it's a wing league right now. The Suns dare uh, totally up Poops Creek, and they do not have a paddle, because now you cannot include Aiton in any Kevin Durant trade, and we'll get to the Kevin Durant angle shortly. You can't trade Aiton to the Pacers, for a year and you can't trade Aiton until January 15th so forget about Kevin Durant and the Suns that's off the table now they, they don't if they if, if the best deal they had was Bridges Aiton picks and Cam Johnson that's blown up now I don't know where you're gonna get the money to match you're not giving up Booker so stop saying that guys Chris Paul's not going anywhere like Kevin Durant's got to find a new home Maybe he stays with the Nets. We'll talk about that other potential new home soon. The, listen, DeAndre Ayton has become a weird polarizing player. He's not even a top 20 player in the league. But this is huge news because it impacts so many teams. The Suns lose Ayton. and folks, they're not top six in the West, right? But they pay him. They go into luxury tax. They're going to have to cut elsewhere. Where that is, I don't know. It feels like just yesterday that the Suns were in the finals and everybody's like, oh my gosh, this core with Booker, Bridges, Aiton, and veteran Chris Paul, like, oh, these guys are going places. Then they blow it against Luka and the Mavs. I still can't believe that game seven loss. Oh my gosh. They got destroyed badly on their home court. And of course, Aiton barely played. His coach kind of got into a tiff with him there. It was an ugly ending for Aiton. And let's be realistic. Like, they need him. You know, I'm looking at his numbers here. I know he's only a 17 and 10 guy, but again, he offers room protection. He's a good free throw shooter, 74%, so you don't have to pull him off the floor late in games. Um, In the playoff run, by the way, uh, when they went to the finals, he averaged 15 and 11 and shot 65% from the field, 73% from the line. Like, those are good numbers. Is he an all-NBA guy? Probably not. Probably not. But there's only three all-NBA centers anyway. And we know he's not surpassing Bam Adebayo, obviously. Um, We know he's not Joel Embiid. He's not Jokic. Is he worth 40 years, 133 mil? I would say no. I would not have paid him. But you can't lose him for nothing. It's one of those weird spots Phoenix was in. They bungled it. But they got a guy who, you know, thought the world of himself. And and now they're kind of stuck. Now, I know the old adage. Don't tell me an NBA contract is untradeable. Because... Anybody can get traded in the NBA. It's very bizarre. I mean, people said for years, oh, you can't trade Russ. You can't trade Chris Paul. Like, those guys are bouncing around multiple teams late in their career. Anybody can be traded. So if we start there, you know, Aiton, it's not like it's a it's a total um, drag on, on the roster. Like, you need him. He's instrumental. You're still a 45-50 win team with him. It's just in the playoffs, is he getting you over the hump? I would say no. But you can't trade her now until January fifteenth. There's always the chance that the trade deadline, like let's say Kyrie and the Nets are not getting along, and Kevin Durant is not getting along, and, and, and maybe at the, around the deadline you can you can flip eight and for KD or something. I, I don't know. Just if you're Kevin Durant, this was definitely definitely not a good day for your prospects of getting out of Brooklyn. And what's weird is this entire thing blowing up, really starts to point the finger at one landing spot for Kevin Durant, and I don't know why this would happen, but the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant are starting to make more sense. The Warriors have a lot of ammo. Now, they don't have an all-star they can trade because they're not trading Wiggins. They're not trading Curry, Clay, or Draymond, but they have young, talented guys and their picks. And that could get the job done, which leads us to an interesting take from Rick Buker this week on FoxSports.com.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Or download the app today. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: My guy, Rick Bucher, you guys know him, FS1, Fox Sports Radio. He's been on this podcast. We've done some stuff before. We disagree on a lot of NBA stuff. So he writes also for foxsports.com, as do I. And I just want to be up front. This is not bashing Rick in any way, shape, or form. But he wrote a piece. Where is Kevin Durant headed? What NBA executives are saying. And buried. I mean, buried. Like, 12 paragraphs in. A league source says Curry has reached out several times to Durant, eager to improve his chances of winning a fifth championship and surpassing LeBron James, with whom Curry is currently tied at four titles each. Rick is a Bay Area guy. He's obviously very well connected with the Warriors. He's probably interviewed Steph Curry tons of times. I got to just say, I'm stunned at this. First of all, why bury that? You know, uh, if it was another network, that would have been front and center. Curry wants to catch LeBron. Or, I'm sorry, Curry wants to pass LeBron. Curry, with four titles, obviously was just the MVP of the Finals. The little I know about Curry, and this is a you know chance to pat myself on the back, he was the first guest I had ever on a podcast when I had one way back at the big lead about a decade ago. Friend of a friend knew Curry from his Davidson years. This was before he was a huge deal at Golden State, before he even signed that incredible contract. Not the big, big, big one, but the incredibly... Uh, underpaid contract. I think he got underpaid. I think it was like eighty or eighty-eight million dollars, but it was like the rookie extension. He didn't get like the big one because he had ankle injuries. So like this was right before that. I think it was like in September. You can still find it if you search deeply on iTunes. Anyway, so Curry, you know, we talked on the podcast, and obviously, I've been a fan ever since of the Davidson days. And he came, he come came out here in twenty nineteen to rehab. I think after he had surgery and I ran into him at my gym. There were stories all week out here where I live in L.A. Oh, Curry's at the gym. I saw Curry. I'm like, what the heck? Obviously, I just played pickup ball, ran into him. Super friendly guy. Easy guy to root for. Family guy. Plays the right way. Just a great ambassador for the league. I just find it hard to believe that Steph Curry is thinking, man, I I could get one more chip and pass LeBron. It just doesn't seem like the Steph Curry that we all know. Now it's possible that this is all a ruse. Steph Curry, the 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 outward persona is not really him, and he's a killer behind the scenes, and he wants to pass LeBron. I I, I just I don't get it. That does that doesn't seem like the Curry I know. His 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 like legacy is already cemented. Second greatest point guard of all time. Outside chance he catches Magic? Maybe, but whatever. He's either in your top 10 or right outside your top 10. It's going to take a lot to pass Steph Curry. The guy's a legend. He is on the short list of the five most important players in the history of the NBA. Honestly, that's not going hyperbolic because the way he started shooting threes, stretching the court, like it's incredible what he's meant to basketball and all you see being, you know, a smaller guy, six foot three. Huge. His fans are immense. I mean, we're talking about an entire generation. If you go to a basketball court, you'll just see kids shooting threes and half court shots. And I know that can be bad. I get that. But they're also wearing Curry jerseys. And they know, man, this guy, he's only 6'3. He made the league. He's dominant, MVP, championships. Like, a great ambassador for the NBA. It just, I I can't see him sitting there bouncing it off of anybody in the organization. Guys, could we get KD? Because if we do, I'll have more rings than LeBron. It just doesn't seem right. Now, to the bigger picture, would K, would, Le, would Curry be lobbying for Kevin Durant? I mean, I can see it. Like, hey, can we get KD? Sure. But I don't think under any circumstances the Warriors front office would say, well, we're not going to give up Poole, Wiggins, Wiseman, Kuminga. We're not giving up all four of those for Kevin Durant. Are you crazy? He's 34 years old. No way. The the Warriors just built an arena. They are printing money there, and they're going to print money for a while if Poole, Kuminga, and Weissman can continue the trajectory they're on. Like, Golden State is set up perfectly with the old vets, Clay, Curry, Draymond, and the young pups who are on the come-up, and then you got your middleman toggling between both and Andrew Wiggins. Like, they are perfect right now. Golden State, looking forward, is if you're doing the top 10 NBA franchises for the next five years... I don't know who's above Golden State. Like, New Orleans is going to be up there because they're young. Boston's going to be up there. But Golden State has the best of both worlds. They've been there. They were just there. And they've got players who make you think they're going to be, you know, right here for several years. Like, I know people, OKC, oh my gosh, look at their young core. Like, I mean, are they winning two playoff series in the next five years? I, I don't... Come on. This ain't KD, Harden, and Russell Westbrook. And by the way, those guys took three or four years anyway. So... Let's just settle down with the OKC excitement. Orlando, Paolo Banquero. Oh my gosh. Like, Golden State is where it's at right now. And Rob, I just, it seems unlikely to me that KD is going to come to Golden State. I applaud Curry for trying to get him because isn't that the smart move? You, You could add Kevin Durant and somehow not lose a bunch of stars or potential budding stars. I think Jordan Poole's a budding star. We don't know if Weissman is. He's looked great in Summer League, but, you know, I might look decent in Summer League. Okay, that's a joke. Rob, I, I don't hate this by Curry. I just find it hard to believe he's eager to pass LeBron James.
3: Well, first off, let me just say that if Kevin Durant were to tuck his tail between his legs and allow for a oh. trade to the Golden State Warriors, there would be no living that down whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I thought before uh, this past season started, when this was when they lost him to uh, Milwaukee the year before, that Kevin Durant was already a top 10 NBA player of all time. Because I've never seen anyone with that size and that ability. Like he's just unreal. He's he's a different level of player that I've ever seen. And even I would admit that if he goes back to Golden State, even if that is <laughs> the most realistic chance to you know stack up a few more chips, I wouldn't be able to put him like past twenty at that. Oh, point.
0: stop! Like, it. there's like no, it, you're it,
3: gonna downgrade him. It, it would just be an inherent bias against Kevin Durant, and I like Kevin Durant. However, to me, the story here is not Kevin Durant because ultimately it's not up to him where he gets traded. The Even though he's going to have a huge say in it, the Brooklyn Nets are going to do whatever is best for them. And to your point, I think that the Golden State Warriors, if they were to get in on the Durant sweepstakes, could probably make the best offer of anybody out there, if we're being honest. I think Poole, Wiseman, Kaminga, Wiggins, and some picks is oh much better. Oh, my God. Better. And picks? Well, is Good. much it's better gracious. than anything you can get from Phoenix, anything you can get from Miami. Maybe Toronto could make a a, a better offer if they were to include Scotty Barnes. But according to Woj, they're not even. That's a non-starter for them. Scotty Barnes will not be included in any Kevin Durant negotiations. Oh wait, I missed that. Scotty Barnes from Toronto. Toronto's
0: just not putting him in. Not
3: at all. It's off the table. Don't don't even ask about him. Wow. But again, to me, Kevin Durant's not the story. Oh. The story here is your guy Wardell Stephen Curry. If this is true, that he has called Kevin Durant several times trying to recruit him back to Golden State, as our good friend Rick Buecher, friend of the show, has reported, that might be... If Kevin Durant coming back is the softest move possible, this is like a close second. Steph Curry, after he won the championship a couple of weeks ago very famously told Mark Spears, what are they going to say now? You know, that he had finally got the naysayers off his back, He got the finals MVP. <laughs> he had beaten a fully healthy team for the first time, I think, ever in the finals. Uh, they did it without Kevin Durant. His, his, his legacy is now cemented. And then, as soon as it becomes possible that he could stack the deck in his favor again, where he could get, if not the best, what, like the third or fourth best player in the NBA on his team again, after already having an incredible season, again, he's gonna bring Kevin Durant? Like, Steph Curry, to your point, he's no longer being judged against guys like James Harden and Dwayne Wade and Damian Lillard. No, he's being judged against Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal, like the upper echelon of the upper echelon. And for Steph Curry to have two of his rings, have a huge asterisk next to them, not because of anything in the media. Oh, says, wait, but a because, minute, wait a minute. Wait, hold wait, on, wait, wait, wait. Let me hold get on, this Wait, wait,
0: time off. out, time out. Did you
3: just say there's two asterisks by Curry's rings? And and I'm not the one who put them there. That was who? Draymond Green. That was Draymond Green who put them there. Draymond which, Green, which are those? who said himself on a podcast with J.J. Reddick, teams had figured us out and I don't think we would have been able to beat LeBron's Cavs if we did not have Kevin Durant. (laughs) He said here's another quote. Wait I didn't hear the asterisks there okay. In that podcast I don't think at that point Steph Curry had figured it out whatever that means that he couldn't just get a bucket whenever he wanted to the way he can now. So Steph Curry you finally prove that you can do it on your own as the undisputed alpha dog against another fully healthy team. And your first response since doing that is, well, you know, I could get Kevin Durant back again and get that fifth championship. And suddenly I'm up there with Kobe and magic and Tim Duncan. And I don't think that that would happen. I think that that would
0: actually hurt Steph Curry more than it would help him. Rob, this is, this is insanity. I, I feel like you've been hanging around Rob Parker too long.
2: Now, I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: What's up? I'm John Wall.
3: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year,
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. First
0: of all, ain't no asterisks by any of the Curry titles. And I'll go back to Durant for one quick thing. You know, he could only damage whatever he's done in his career by going back to Golden State. right? They're not going to be as good as they were in 16- I'm sorry, 17 and 18. There's just no way they're going to go 16 and 1 in the playoffs. So at that point, you're like, they're not as good. Like Kevin, yeah, it's just, there's no win for Durant. But this idea that Curry merely calling KD and trying to get him to Golden State is stupid. I-, I totally disagree. Rob, you know that we always talk about hard work, hard work, but there's a better phrase, work smarter, not harder. And smarter is, holy cow, we can bring in, according to Rob G, a top 20 guy all time. Top to what ten. we just top 10, to what we just want to chip and we're healthy and we've got a young core, maybe we keep some of the young core. How is that bad? They're, they're under no circumstances. Is that bad? I mean, hell, every stop LeBron goes to. He's like, "Oh yeah, let me, uh, let me, break, let me get, um, let get Kevin love. Let, I go to Miami, let me get Chris Bosch. Michael Jordan comes back. knew they weren't going to be good enough. He comes back, and they got Scottie Pippen, and they leveled up. and uh, Not Scottie Pippen. Dennis Rodman, who they added. And let's bring in the best European player uh, at the time, Tony Kukoc, who came back, I think, the year right before Jordan got back um, from it the first time he quit. So, like, everybody wants to add stars. I mean, Kobe Bryant, with Shaq, wins three titles. Shaq, he ships him out of town. Kobe can't win jack squat, can't get out of the first round. Uh, demands a trade. Finally, they get Paul Gasol, like, Kobe gets a couple more rings. Like, everybody needs help. Steph Curry just won a title. Yeah. You need Kevin Durant. Yeah, of course you do, Rob. I mean, remember, no Lakers in the playoffs. LeBron didn't make it. Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George, both uh, out, of the, out of the playoffs. No, no Kawhi Leonard. Like, Denver had a guy down. Like, Memphis lost John Morant. Like, the West is going to be maybe the best conference we've seen in NBA history. That's how loaded it is. Remember when the Suns missed the playoffs? They won like 48 games. I think it was Eric Bledsoe, maybe a decade ago. And they missed the playoffs. That's what we're looking at in the West this year. It's that ridiculously loaded. So the idea that Curry wants to add Durant is smart. But again, I'll go back. I don't think there's a chance they give up Poole, Wiggins, Kuminga, Wiseman. And by the way, Let's not discount Moses Moody, who tore up Summer League. I know you're watching. Oh gosh. Moses Moody, <laughs> former Arkansas stud. Like, this guy was, a, I think, McDonald's All-American, top 20 recruit. The depth on this team is insane. If you could say, we'll give you Moody, three future picks, and Kuminga or Wiseman, yeah, maybe i do it. But I'm not giving up Wiggins, who you need as a great wing defender. And I'm sure as hell not giving up Jordan Poole. Those guys
3: well, are hard you to, to find. You'd have to give up Wiggins just for the salary. You'd have no, unless you're going to give up Clay Thompson, which
0: they're not going to. They're not, yeah. Uh, give know, well, I, I, yeah, Klay has doing been that grandfathered in. Uh, look, I guess a third team would have to get look, involved. But this again, is all a fool's errand. It's not happening. But everything
3: that you said is true. Like, of course, if, if the goal is just to amass championships, then a thousand percent, you do whatever you can to get to the win, best yeah. team possible. Yeah. Unfortunately, for Steph Curry, he's no longer just being judged by by that metric like when you're talking about the top five top seven top 10 top 12 whatever you have to nitpick at everybody and if Steph Curry does this a second time where he has what what we we know what LeBron said was the greatest team ever the 73 and nine win Warriors who ended up blowing it blowing it into the finals oh come on the Warriors and, better and then the year after that And then he, well, I know, but that's just what, you know, that's what LeBron says make himself feel better because they won the championship, that he beat the best team ever. So they lose that one. He recruits Kevin Durant, and then they win, and then he recruits Kevin Durant again. Like, this is not a Kevin Durant who is, you know, Gary Payton, Carl Malone with the Lakers when they're, you know, nearing 40. Kevin Durant was an MVP candidate last season before he got hurt. So if I'm Steph Curry... As, as tantalizing as it might be to be like, hey, I, I can almost assure myself another championship. I can say that I won more rings during the LeBron era than LeBron did. That's got to feel great, but he also has to understand the context around all of that would would, would be negative, in my opinion. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be all sunshines and rainbows like he thinks it would
0: be. We're going to move on in a sec, but I just want to... You said we nitpick, and I agree. There, there's a lot of nitpicking. What's interesting is the nitpicking is only really about the current guys, because they're still playing their freshest in our memory. I don't have the exact numbers, but Wilt Chamberlain is considered top 10, right, Rob? Yes. Okay. He's got, he had basically Jordan-like numbers uh, times two, right? He was averaging like 50 and 25 when he was playing against plumbers and firefighters. Um, Wilt Chamberlain, what was his record in the NBA Finals? Any Any idea? Oh, he won one, two chips. Two and five? Jerry West, I think, was one in eight or one in seven, or it was maybe one in nine. I don't know. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain, for the amount of stats he put up, essentially was Jordan without the rings, right? He only won two one in 1972 when he was at the very end of his career. He was a finals MVP that year. Um, Four time MVP. Like, you start nitpicking Wilt Chamberlain, and you're like, geez. What? You know, if Shaq were playing in the late nineteen or in the early 1960s, wouldn't he have done 50 and 25? You're damn right he would have. So, like, we, we nitpick on Curry big time. We nitpick on LeBron. But we don't go back and drill down on Bill Russell, who, I, I, don't, I don't even want to go there. But, you know, if you really want to just, you know, look closely. In a way, Bill Russell's a top-ten player all the time. There's just no chance that he would be a top-ten player in NBA history. None. Now, his resume is incredible because he had stacked Celtics teams when there was, like, eight teams in the league. So, pretty soon here, I'm going to have to bump Bill Russell off the list entirely. At any rate, we don't want to talk about that list right now. Um, That's it for me today. It's been a long week, a lot of good content. Make sure to catch me on The Herd with Broussard later today. We're hosting all three hours. Should be a blast. I'll talk to you on Monday.
2: at work.
1: Zumo Play.